0: So, we're talking about fatherhood, and today, today a little subtitle to my title is, To Know Him. To Know Him. Um, When we we discussed this um, the last time, two weeks ago, we talked about the difference in Jesus and the Father, they're separate, but they're one. And I want to just go back and look at two or three verses of Scripture that we talked about then, and then kind of jump into what I want to talk about regarding this today, concerning fathers. So this word is directed to fathers, but this word is for everybody. That's the way the, verse, that's the, way the Scripture is. You can hear a message to mothers And fathers can get something out of it. You can hear a message to fathers, and children can get something out of it. Mothers, different people. Everybody wears different hats, but the Word of God will will go beyond even the titles of things that that we live in and give you revelation and understanding. How many believe that today? Amen? So this is for fathers. It's dedicated to fathers, but it's for everybody. And the title of this is, is Real Fatherhood and to Know Him as a Father. In 2 Timothy 1.12, and we read this <coughs> the, in our first meeting, our first time, 2 Timothy uh, 1 and 12, for this reason I also suffer these things, nevertheless I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Um, on Wednesday nights, and I'm going to just be quoting this verse of scripture because I like it. On Wednesday nights when we're talking about no more fear, we've been speaking out of Psalm 34 and verse 4. And it says, and, and David said, I, da- King David said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me of all of my fears. In this passage here, um, Paul is saying to Timothy, For I know in whom I have believed. It's one thing to know who God is, but it's another thing to believe in God. We, We said the first week that to know him is to trust him. To have a relationship with something, somebody a higher being that you can't see to have a relationship and know who he really is is to trust him to be persuaded that what he's promised he will he, he will do that and people that mature in the things of God in, in our prayer meeting this morning I was sharing with our intercessors that it's a day and time that God is saying I need a people that are persuaded They're not moved by what they don't see. They're confident in what they know from my word. But they're not moved by what they don't see to where they question God. The questions at times that we should have for God is, God, I know you don't miss it, but is there anything that I'm missing? And I'm not talking about every week. I'm talking about at times, God, is there something that I need to change within me? Otherwise, I believe you, I trust you. I'm persuaded that you're able to keep me, to do for me exactly what you said you would do. To know him is to trust him in that way, and to be persuaded he will do exactly what he said he will do. That's to know him. In John 17 and verse 3. And this is eternal life. This is life itself. This This was Jesus' prayer to the Father. And this is eternal life. Father, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. You see the difference in the two of them. All through the Gospels and some verses of Scripture we're going to read today, you see the difference in the Father and the Son. We don't just mix them together and, 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 and they're one. They're one, but they're different. Yet they're one, but they have different Purposes different administrations that 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 they operate in a different way. Jesus said when he was on the earth Jesus the living word. I don't do what I want. I only do what father says as Fathers and grandfathers as fathers in the role of a father If you're not a father today as Fabian was saying talking about his kids in the future. They're coming right but as a father We have to know the Father. Did you hear me? I mean, they they made a movie out of my father and things about his life, okay? But if if I was a piece of work and I had an attitude towards my parents, I could tell you things my dad didn't do for me, and yet they made a movie out of him title of the movie is Walking with Herb. When I talked to the producer yesterday, he said, he said, so how's the real Herb doing? I said, he's good. So he's the real Herb, and they made a movie out of him, but I promise you, he's not perfect. But do, does my focus stay on his imperfections? How many like people looking at your imperfections? Come on. Bible says, honor your father and mother, and it's a promise that things will go well with you and you'll live long on the earth. It didn't say, honor your father and mother if they do it all right. Right. (laughs) I mean, it ain't gonna happen. Did you hear me? So to be a real father, and then to be a real grandfather, and on and on and on, whatever, however long you're on the planet, to be that... You have to know him, because he's got the plan. He is the man with the plan. And you'll never be a father, correctly, if you don't know the father. And all of our imperfections, and we'll look at a couple of verses of Scripture in a moment, and all of our imperfections and the mistakes that we've made, they have to be something that are in the past, That we're making changes in because we're seeking him and developing relationship with him david said i sought the lord and you can you can say it like this david said i sought the lord i'm saying i sought the lord and i'm confident that he heard me the way i i sought after him and he delivered me of all the fears of being a father He delivered me of all fears of of not being healed in my body. He delivered me of all fears of uh, uh, of, of never advancing and prospering and becoming everything. He delivered me of all fears. So you can interject anything that you're facing. Delivered me from all fear. You have to know him. Jesus' prayer said, real life is to know him. That's what real life is. Can you say amen to that? John 10. And verse 30. I and the Father... I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. My Father and I are one. I'm one with my Father. And you know, that statement was not a, it was not a competitive statement. Hey, I just want you guys to know, me and the dad, we're, we're one. Now, what he was saying was, me and the father, we're on the same page. Because I don't come here to do my will, I came here to do his will. And in the moment, there was a moment when he's in the garden, and he begins to sweat drops of blood, and he begins to realize what he was going to do for mankind. He was all God, but he was all flesh. And his flesh began to cave a little. Thoughts began to come. Thoughts tried to convince him, you know what? I don't know if this is worth it. Do you you think that back here, Jesus knew everything about his life, about everything that he was going to have to do and go through? Absolutely not. He had to learn it the way you and I do, by the Spirit of God and it was revealed to him over time and he's in the garden and all of a sudden he begins to to be, doubt begins to set in and out of his mouth lord not my will but yours be done so there was the only time in scripture where we see Jesus will and the father's were different and he chose the father so he can say the father and I we're on the same page we're one we're connected there's no battle You know what you know what I want to say as a father as a husband as a pastor as a whatever hat I wear I'm one with the father I'm connected to the father how through Jesus Christ only way to the father is through Jesus Christ they're one he is who he is the Living Word father is who father is the man with the plan And I'm connected to the man with the plan. I'm only going to do the man's plan. As fathers, only way we can do his plan as fathers is to know him as father. So, whether you had a A present father who did things with you and all those kind of things, or you had nobody, or you had a father in the house but was non-existent, didn't spend time, whatever it was, I'm telling you today, you can get past whatever lack, because you'll experience lack. I experienced lack. What my dad was not for me in certain times, it created lack, but God made it up. Can you say amen? I'm not not a victim, will not... Focus on that, identify with that at all. I'm one with my Father. I'm one with him. Jesus' prayer in John 17, go read it. Father, that they may be one the way you and I are one, that they would be one with us, so I have the ability in Christ to be one with the Father in Jesus Christ. So, I said all that to say, Listen to these next few verses of Scripture that I read. Galatians 1 and verse 3. Grace to you. This This is Paul's letter to the church at Galatia, and it's right here to the church at Gates. Grace to you people at Gates, and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that... He might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we honor you. We worship you today. You are the Father. Father, I thank you for the fathers in this house that are connected to you like never before. We give honor and glory and praise to your name today. Can you say amen to that? <clears throat> Look at 2 Corinthians three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see the the difference in the two of them. They're one, but they're different. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. I have the mercy of God and I'm comforted always by God. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You can't comfort people effectively if you're not being comforted by God. You can't treat people correctly and effectively if you're not connecting with him. You're not one with him. You say, well, how do you become one? Just hold on, I'm not through but we've got to become one with him. We've got to be in the journey of becoming one with the one that created us. You realize, you've heard me say this a lot, but it's worth repeating. Sometimes you can hear something a hundred times and then on 101, you get it. But you do realize, right, that God had a plan for your life before Adam and Eve. The Bible says it. The Bible says God already had it planned out for your life before the foundation of the world. Your mind can't figure that out, so you have to trust that. Hmm? When our kids were little, we would say something. They may come back with something. You're just going to have to trust me that it's right. And there's times like that with God, you're just going to have to trust him because he said it. So if he had a plan before the foundation of the world, you don't think he can work that plan out now? The only hindrance is that we stay away from him. We stay even filled up with knowledge about him, but we don't know in whom we believe. in. We don't know him. We've got to know him. If you don't know him, you can have a head full of knowledge and not experience the fulfillment of destiny and plans in your life if you don't know him. We have to know him. Can you say amen? amen. Second John, the little John's in the back. Second John. <clears throat> Second John. And verse, uh, what was that? Oh, yeah, verse 3 also. 2 John 1, 3. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father. Now watch this. And from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father. Watch this. In truth and in love. Grace, mercy, and peace. All right, just say this after me sometimes you can over confess things but you need to say this Uh, say grace and mercy and peace peace. okay and then say it like this grace and mercy and mercy and peace are mine see he says grace mercy and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ the Son of the Father who is truth, and God is love. So how do we make him one when we know that the truth is what sets us free and it's the truth that connects us to God who is love? It's the truth. But grace and mercy and peace, they belong to us when God is becoming Number one, when you are becoming connected to God Himself. Can you say Amen? Amen. Philippians chapter 3. And I want to look at something this morning in these last couple of verses of Scripture that I'm going to look at. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Paul's giving an account in this passage of all the things in his life. If you go through the, these letters, to the, the letter of Paul to the church at Galatia and, a, and Ephesus and at Philippi here and at Colossae, all these four letters, when you look at these, there were a lot of things going on in those churches. There were a lot of people trying to take credit for success and how things were working or operating. There was, there was, a, a, there was a lot of people trying to get people that had been set free through Jesus Christ back into bondage in certain areas. And um, people were trying to take credit for how maybe smart they were or whatever. And Paul, Paul starts giving a testimony of who he was. And he said, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees, educated, best schools in all of the world i had it all i did everything but he said he went on to say and i'm not going to read all the passages i just want to jump down to verse 13 in a moment but he but he, he goes on to say that i consider everything that i accomplished in the past or every failure because see he was he was with a passion thinking he was doing it for god he was killing christians i mean with a passion i mean it was all over him he had a passion but he considered everything good or bad in the past, he said, I consider it to be dung. I mean, you could use a lot of other words to explain it, but maybe manure is a, <laughs> is a kind one, kind way to say it. Uh, crapola, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what, what all, how far we could go with all that, but that's what he was saying. I mean, Paul was saying, you know what? It's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of nothing everything i've ever accomplished or every mistake i've ever made it's washed and this is what he says paul says this in verse 13 brethren i do not count myself he said he said all of that is nothing to know christ and then he says in verse 13 to know god to know christ remember the father and jesus are one because to know christ is to know the Father, but you have to break it down how to know the Father through Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul's saying here. Brethren, I do not count, verse 13, I do not count myself to have apprehended the relationship that he's talking about, like 100%. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching toward those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal. New King James says the goal. Other translations say the mark. He said, I press toward the mark or the goal for the prize of the upward call of who? God, who is the Father in Jesus Christ. What's the mark? A relationship with the Father. Forgetting those things which are behind. I'm pressing forward to the mark. And what is the mark today, fathers? To everybody in the house, but I'm specifically talking about fathers and to fathers is to know Him. It's to know the Father. Now listen. You may not at the moment be catching what I'm saying about knowing the Father through Jesus Christ. But that's what you need to break down in your life. You need to understand and realize that there is a relationship with your heavenly father that you don't have to be afraid of. I can just tell you this there was a time in my life, the thought of having any kind of downtime with my dad other than being on a golf course somewhere, I mean, it scared me. Because I had no relationship with him my, my and we've talked about this before he, he could be sitting here and I would say this today I honor him I love him with all of my heart but he shared things with me about what his father didn't do for him it's not anybody's fault we're not blaming anybody nobody's to blame about anything the devil is who we declare has tried to rob from us and steal from us at different times in our life. I'm just saying to you, my father worked six and a half days a week in building his business and his career in golf and all the things that he did, and you know, I mean, I played lots of basketball games and looked in the stands and my dad wasn't there. I'm telling you that most of you never even heard me say that before, because i don't think about it i'm just giving you an example i'm not i'm not i'm not sitting here telling you that and then now i'm fighting and being able to preach because now i'm thinking you know that dirty rat never showed up for my basketball game i mean that was 45 years ago you know are we still holding on to the fact that daddy didn't show up to a basketball game you will i promise you you will if you don't know the real father you see my point that's what I'm saying. If you don't know the real Father, fathers here, mothers here, child, I don't I mean you'll blame everybody on the planet and it'll always be somebody else that is the reason why. you go on you you start into work and jobs and bosses and people and it's everybody else. Because of things we hold on to like that. But what did Jesus say was real life? Knowing him. What's the mark Knowing him. And I promise you, you can't leave the past in the past. No Akuna matata. <laughs> when you don't have a relationship with him. Relationship with him shuts the past down where I can live today and in the future. With my father. Through Jesus Christ. What do you say? I press toward the goal for the prize. There's a prize. Why? Because you're free from fear. You're free from blaming everybody else. You're free from anything else. And you have a relationship with the following. Listen, when your eyes open up, you know what you begin to see? You begin to see the needs in other people. You begin to have words for people, have something helping people, pray for people. I mean, you begin to see people in your prayers, and you know your prayers are working, and they'll, they'll never know. They never have to know that it was you, because you don't need them to tell you what a great prayer you were. You're connected with the Father, and Father's saying, boy, that's my boy, that's my boy, and you can hear that, you can hear it. That's my boy, that's my girl. Come on, come on, keep doing it. I need you, I need you. Do you know God tells us things like that? The Father says, Bert, I need you on the earth. I set it up for everything that I accomplished through Jesus Christ now to be ratified through your life because you believe me, you trust me. Everywhere you go, everything we do, every every." calling we have in life everything he called you to be and to accomplish before the foundation of the world you think he's not strong if he planned it before adam and eve i don't know how father son and holy ghost had a board meeting and decided all of our stuff that didn't make natural sense. so how can god do adam you don't have to figure it out you just have to trust him and you develop that trust through what i'm going to say to you right now in this next passage of scripture. The last one. How do we do this? John 10. That's how we do this. This is the how-to of the message I just preached to you. See, if I, if I preach this to you and just leave it, what, what good is that? Say it's not any good. No. You gotta know how to do it, and this is how you do it. Two verses of scripture here, if you'll spend time, go back and read all this passage. I'm not going to look at all of it. Go, but go back and, I mean, read the whole 10th chapter of John. I mean, whatever. But verse 4 and verse 14 are the key to developing a re- relationship with the Father based on what Jesus said about us and them. Them meaning Father and Jesus. Based on what he said about Father and Jesus, what Jesus said about them and us, These two verses of Scripture give us great clarity in how to have that intimacy and believe in the Father through Jesus Christ. It tells us right here, two verses of Scripture. And when he brings out his own, when the shepherd brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and they follow him. He goes before, this is the Father, this is us, and we follow. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Look at verse 14, and then I'm going to read verse 4 again. Verse 14 says this. I am the Good Shepherd remember Jesus and the Father are one watch this I'm the Good Shepherd I know my sheep and am known by my own I'm known so he knows his sheep and his sheep know him I mean You know, when your children, when you're raising your children, and they're growing up, and they're even, say, five, six years old, whatever, and you're somewhere where there's a crowd of people. You might be at Disneyland, or you might be at Fiesta, Texas, and there's a whole crowd of people, and one of them appears to get kind of lost in the midst of the people. You know, you yell it out, hey, Jimmy! And if Jimmy's your boy, Jimmy knows your voice. Why? Because you've been together. You, you, you're, you're connected. Jimmy! You may have to say it four or five times to, to penetrate it, but man, I promise you, his ear is tuned, he's hearing it, because he's looking for daddy, and he can hear it, because I know my sheep, he said, and my sheep know me. I know my sheep, Jesus the good shepherd, I know my sheep because I know my father, and my father and I are one, we're on the same page, and the way, that, the way that the sheep are getting to the father is through what I'm saying. Now, watch this. So, this is elementary, but it's the way it works. So today, in the word that I'm preaching to you, is Jesus talking to you? right? Through what I'm preaching. How many in here, you actually listen to preaching apart from church? Mine, others, different people, you hear people preaching the word, okay? So every time somebody preaches the word, it's Jesus speaking if they're preaching the word. If they're preaching from the Reader's Digest, uh, it's not going to probably work. But if they're preaching the word, that's why we use scripture, because you got to put scripture out there, you talk around it, you add to it, you you conform it to based on, on what God's shown me, but I'm not the final one. The Holy Ghost is the one that now reveals what Jesus is saying, which is the heart of the Father that's got the plan. So, if you're hearing preaching, right? Faith comes by hearing if you're reading and studying the word the word is jesus right it's coming to you what's it developing your ability to hear god see if i'm reading and studying the word and i'm getting something out of it and i'm writing it down and, I, and then i'm going back over and reading out loud what i've written down the notes that i've written Because the Holy Spirit is wanting to take from the verse of Scripture things that the Father wants you to know about areas of your life. And then when something tries to arise and and maybe some type of fear comes to you telling you something's not going to work out that you've been believing for, all of a sudden, your conscience, which is the voice of your Spirit, Holy Spirit and your Spirit are one, and out of that... There's a voice saying something based on what you've been listening to. The Holy Spirit is not going to reveal air. The Holy Spirit is not going to reveal to you what you've been spending time listening to on television that's not of the word of God. I'm saying you you can watch, watch, do whatever you want to do, whatever God tells you that you can do. Watch it. Watch movies, do whatever. But don't not spend time in the word because then you have nothing to hear. my sheep they know my voice i lead them out and then they follow so wherever god wants you to go whatever he wants you to do in life you follow based on what you hear based on how you're positioning yourself to hear when you come here today and you hear the word jesus is speaking to you And that word, the Holy Spirit will reveal, like this message today, like I said, it's for fathers, but it's for everybody because the Holy Spirit will reveal something to everybody in here if you're open to receive it. Many times, you go home and you just take the scriptures that were talked about and God may reveal something to you that I didn't even make the point on. He's the true teacher. He's connected to the man with your plan well pastor you know i just I, i don't know i don't know i just don't know it just seems like i just don't know it seems like i just don't know it seems like i hear things but i just it's not really it and i just don't know i just don't know about life but he's the man with the plan so you hear the word you study the word you pray the word you confess the word as the word comes in over time What you've got to realize in your own life and what you've got to set yourself up to is ultimately you're getting to the plan that the Father has. But you can only get there through the word, which is Jesus himself. He said it's true life to know him. But that true life starts with you being born again, then really putting value in what you hear, what you read, what you study, how you pray, those kind of things, you begin to develop value there. It doesn't happen overnight. You're not going to just all of a sudden one day open the Bible and just fall in love with it. Come on. I mean, man, in the beginning it was stinking boring. I mean, I'm thinking, how, why, what? And then I begin to get little books like we have out there and I get this and read little stuff and hear people preach the word and then all of a sudden it was like wow wow i didn't get that out of that i read that but i didn't i didn't get that that's why i needed the preaching right man i read that little book and i read those verses of scripture but i didn't get that yeah but you got someone else's perspective so that the holy spirit could take you and begin to build you and mold you so that you can know the plan from the father every plan in life for every single person is hidden with the father And he's not playing games. He's not trying to keep something from you. He's just told us how to get there. And what I laid out here today to all the fathers in the house is how to get there. You need to go back and listen to what I preached today because what I shared with you is how to get to that place where the plan is. And he's true to his word. And he'll never lie. That's why I, I would never preach... I would never talk about something like this without scripture to back it up. Never. Not on my worst day would I ever try to tell you about this is the way something is and then I don't have scripture to back it up. That's why you have to put scripture out there because scripture is Jesus himself. I've added things. I've said things. You can kind of take away from some of the things that I've said today if you want to but you stay with the word and you let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you and he'll show you what I'm trying to tell you in a way that I could never tell you that's how powerful God is that's who he is and he's got the plan can you say amen to that back to um, back to verse 13 and 14 in Philippians and I'll end with this three and fourteen <clears throat> or thirteen. So I- I'm saying this to you today. I'm I'm not saying I- I'm telling you today, after forty plus years of salvation, about forty two I think it is, after forty two years of salvation, I've come a long way. But I haven't apprehended what I'm talking to you about. I haven't, I haven't finished it. I'm not done. I haven't gotten all from God. You know? This life is not where we get it all. We just keep staying with it. We get on the other side, we just keep growing. Amen? We get on the other side, we just keep growing and keep connecting in the things of God and his word because He is. he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's always the same. I don't count myself to apprehend, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind I'm reaching toward those things which are ahead I press toward the goal I press in what does that mean I'm purposing to do a little bit more of listening and studying even if it's not my strong suit well pastor I don't like to read get over it (laughs) figure out a plan you know get the bible on tape or I I don't know whatever 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 you got to do, or, you know, learn to read. I didn't like to read either. Most of my books coming out of high school still had the little tabs over the ends of them. You know, I was there to play golf. School, it has nothing to do with golf. But I paid a deep price. Don't do that. You don't want to do those kind of things. That's stupid. That's ignorance gone to seed that's going to produce ugly fruit. So I had to learn to read, so I learned to read from the Bible. I mean, I learned to develop a desire to read, and I've read hundreds of books through the years, hundreds. Because the more I read and the more I invest, the more I connect with the plan. Can you say amen? And I tell you what, this process right here will definitely take you longer, but it will produce the fruit you're looking for. Because God's not going to make, he's going to make sure things don't come to you until you're ready to handle what you get. I promise you, he's got a whole lot more planned for you than what your pea brain can figure out. Now, I'm not being critical when I say that. I mean, it, our brains are like a pee compared to who God is and how, what God thinks and, and what he knows. He's got so much more planned for you than you even imagine, but it can never get to you till you know him. Do you have a relationship with the man with the plan. Can you say amen today?